Hello, and welcome to Native Awakenings. Here at Native Awakenings, we've provided a safe space to discuss heritage, techniques, meditations, and conversations, all to help increase our sense of awareness. May presence be our purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. This week, we are traveling to China, and we're going to dive into the Tao and some energy practices that the Chinese culture has to offer us. It's going to be a beautiful time, so let's fly into it. So how does the Chinese culture interact and move with energy? The Chinese take on energy is actually very refreshing. It allows for us to be empowered in how we interact with energy, and it also gives us very easy tools to interact with energy such as just certain pressure points within the body. A lot of reflexology comes from China and their ideas about the body, pressure points, acupressure points, and so on. But also, the Chinese zodiac has a very beautiful description of how the planets affect our body. Now, this podcast is really just about energy practices, so let's dive right into it. One of my favorite Chinese practices always comes from Taoist philosophies, and they believe that right underneath the belly button, we have our Dantian, and this space is the almost port. It is the home, it is the outlet that Mother Earth plugs into. So by stimulation at this specific point in the body, it is said to charge the body, to really develop and fill your energy tank. That is one practice that you can do any and everywhere. Meditation upon this point and also gently placing the hands on there, breathing the energy up into the body, up into the lungs, the heart, out of the mind, and continuing that circuit to charge the body. So if you're feeling low energy, I highly recommend you look into the area called the Dantian and all of the practices associated with it. As a Reiki practitioner, we are instructed to actually constrict this area when we are drawing specific symbols. And in other modalities, this center, the Dantian, right underneath the belly button, is often highlighted as a powerful energetic point. Within the Muneiki, which is an indigenous culture, believe of the Dantian is they believe that actually the panther, the great mystery, awaits at that place. And we have, of course, yogic philosophy, which views this area as the sacral, which is the most creative, energetically, community-based center in the entire body. It really brings unity. And some say that it is where the true mind lives, that all emotions first come through the sacral and then are translated up into the mind. There's different philosophies about that, though. But back to China. As China views the Dantian, many practices require focus on the space or constricting the space, developing a relationship with your energy. It's a little bit different than constricting your abs or tensing a Kegel, anything like that. It's almost a happy medium space between the two. And in that happy medium space lies this very powerful energetic space, 
which is why it's really helpful at the beginning of moving energy through your body to place your hands upon it so you can actually feel yourself begin to charge. What this would look like would be laying down on your floor, having your hands right underneath the belly button, very close to it, and just lightly pressing down as you almost tense that area as well and feel the energy and the charge happen. Chinese philosophy is also about visualization. So any white light that you can envision or light that symbolizes charging will be really helpful for this practice. The second philosophy that I'd like to dive into is Wu Jing. And we're not going to get too far into it, but this is the philosophy of originally actually the planets, which is why we're going to get into it in this episode. Because if you listen to this podcast, you know we talk about astrology sometimes and the planets. And I believe that having the lens or the language of the planets will help us understand the Chinese philosophy of Wu Jing. So originally these elements were Jupiter, Saturn, Mercury, Mars, and Venus. And as I said, each of those, you can probably already guesstimate the qualities of Wu Jing. For Jupiter, the most associated word with that planet is expansion. So there is an expansion part of the Wu Jing philosophy. There is Saturn, which is normally represents boundaries, normally or discipline. So there is a focus part. There is Mercury, communication comes to mind. So there is conversation and communication. Mars, there is passion and aggression, almost the fire. And then Venus, which is often associated with beauty. So by envisioning those planets within your body and beginning to drive and soak in their positive aspects, Chinese philosophy tended to believe that it actually would change your emotions, change your character, change your relationships, just by picturing these elements and focusing in on their qualities, meditating on metal, meditating on water, allowing that to bring communication, so on and so forth. Now, we spoke on the planets, but the actual Wu Jing Chinese philosophy is actually phases. And these phases are on 73 days, and they relate to the states of nature. So we have wood, which represents spring, fire, which represents summer, earth, the in-between, metal, which represents autumn, water, which represents winter. The elements are important because they help us understand the state of nature around us as each of these represents around 73 days as Chinese philosophy is very, very in tune with the cycles of life that everything is transitory and repeating at the same time. That's why I love Taoist philosophy. But these elements are used as kind of a microscope or magnifying glass to really view the body in and see how it can be balanced in that specific state of nature. As our environment changes, so do our thoughts so does our body. So that is a practice that one can do for the cycles and for balance in each cycle. I encourage you to look up Wu Jing philosophy. So we talked about something that we can do with no tools, the Dantian, 
We've also roped in a practice that takes many months and that encourages us to have a relationship with nature, the Wu Jing, and noticing how the elements influence our body. If the elements don't resonate with you, then I encourage you to go back and listen to the planets and see how you can get those original planets to be in alignment with where you are at specific seasons. You can get creative with it. Lastly, we're going to have a harmony between the two, something we can use and something that is readily available to us. And that practice is Zen. I'm a meditation teacher, and Zen was the first meditation style that I had ever done. To be more accurate, it was Zazen that was my first one as a child, but as a consenting child, one that my parents didn't make me do and that I sought out on my own was Zen. We're going to get a little bit into that and how that influences energy. The practices of Zen is steeped in non-duality, which is not believing that things are entirely separate or the same. There's this weird medium space of it. That is where the yin and yang symbol comes, emptiness and form, and there's some form and emptiness, and there's some emptiness and form. That sort of two opposite things happening at the same time without needing to conceptualize or rationalize how that is possible. The ability to be in that flow is to be in Zen, which is, if you're familiar with yoga, it is pretty much dhyana, which is meditation concentration. So how does this involve energy? Mentally, we use so much energy in conceptualizing things and in thinking of things. So by giving the mind a rest, this practice really helps bring more complete total body energy to the vessel as it's not being used to continue to create thoughts. So I encourage you to look out and seek out some non-conceptual understandings. If that is difficult, then a beautiful practice to start is to meditate on nothingness. <laughs> That's easy, right? Just meditate on nothing. But the space that is in front of your face is normally really helpful for me to even conceptualize nothingness, which is actually not encouraged in Zen, but to give us a starting ground. What I like to do is I like to close my eyes and meditate on the space that is directly in front of my face. And in that space, I'm like, is well, yeah, there's air there, but then I just keep on returning to that space over and over again. And the second I have a question, I just gently nudge myself back. And by really holding in just a little bit of space throughout your day to try this practice, it gives the mind such a profound release and relinquishment of all of the mental energies required to conceptualize and label and rationalize things. You can also, of course, stare at a flame. That's very, very helpful to meditate on nothingness, but to still witness something, but not really label and contain it. And lastly, you can also meditate on interconnectedness. That would mean is picturing all of the connections that you've made, just glowing in a harmony. This may be one of the easier practices because it allows for us to think of our loved ones, our friends, our animals, our pets, our companions, all of that, and visualize what is interconnecting with all of you. Is it love? Is it harmony? Is it peace? Just realizing the impact that they've had on 
your life, the impact you've had on them, just seeing that beautiful connection. You can get very, very deep in this, or you can just go surface level and see that, oh, the breath connects us all. That's beautiful. Oh, pleasure connects us all. That's wonderful. Oh, sadness connects us all. Oh, that's beautiful. Everyone gets sad sometimes. So I encourage you to do those three practices and understand and check out the Chinese philosophies of energy. The first one we talked about was qi-based by the Dantian, by pressing on that area and actually charging, energizing your body. The second practice that we talked about was the Wujing philosophy of how the planets, it was originally the planets, and the elements affect us in different seasons and time. So it uses nature to help regulate the energy within our body. Heartily encourage you to check that out. And lastly, we've talked about Zen, meditation, the ceasing of thought to help free up the energy in the body, or the focused concentration on the interconnectedness that connects us all, which is energy. And by meditating on whatever form energy is taking, love, sadness, kindness, beauty, whatever form it's taking, you are bringing awareness to that sensation of it. And as your sensation of it increases, your ability to configure and play with it does so as well. Thank you so much for listening. The spirit animating my body honors, values, appreciates, respects, and unconditionally loves the spirit animating your body. Aho matakwayasan. Om Namah Shivaya. Ashe Namaste Ayali.